along to the latest edition of the Korean FC podcast with me, your host, Damian Mullen, regular sidekick Johnny McNabb, and I'm delighted to say for a very special occasion, it's like reuniting the Beatles or something, the Fab Four. We've got Stephen Crawford and Aaron O'Neill back, uh, back on the show. Guys, long time no see. I know the band's back together again, T. Great to see. Which one are you? Which one are you, Stevie, out of the band? <laughs> oh, let me see. Who's still living? Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is, isn't he? No, Ringo uh, Starr, Ringo, maybe. Uh, Ringo's still there. Ringo. Isn't Ringo. But, uh, anyway, so it's good to see you, Stephen, and also Aaron. I am. I'm back from the dead, Damien. Back to torturies for. There, there, uh, there was a there was a, a rumor going around that you'd left and got a serious job and, and a career. Is that is that is that correct, Aaron? I well, if we we change the scenery, it does no harm. But uh, back on the show this week to talk thing, all things Korean. Very good, and just by coincidence, um, for those that are listening, the four of us here this afternoon chatting all things Korean, as Aaron rightly says. But we'll also be seeing a lot more of each other probably over the next few days, over the weekend or so, with uh, a certain individual's stag do coming up. Is that right, Jonathan? Aye, uh, that's right. Um, I'll be sick of the lookies be, be Tuesday. Um, just thinking I'm that. Yeah. Look at you already. <laughs> I know, hey, we haven't, we haven't even got the, got the length of Prague yet. So um, I plenty of, plenty of laughs, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure there'll be plenty of outfits for me as well. Yeah, and and Arn, you were the one that were wasn't responsible for organising it, the stag do. And I mean, did you have to organise it on an international break when there was no football on in Prague? In my defence, Damien, I just sort of tried to plan it to be <laughs> maybe give boys an extra payday before the wedding because you know these things can always turn out to be pricey. But and then you factor in the fact that you know <clears throat> we have a few costumes to get for young Jonathan there. It all adds up, you know. Very good, very good. Well, we'll we'll, we'll do we'll do without the football for the weekend. But um, Johnny, I, I seen there you posted on social media. This I think was today that um you had missed what a game on in midweek on Tuesday, Warren Point game, and you were also missing Glenavon on Saturday. And it just so happened that the game that you missed, Corian ran up five goals. I mean. Is that a coincidence, or, or or should you maybe start missing more games? Yeah, I think I'm going to stay away until the end of the season and then wear up and see how many wins and, and losses we get. But uh, no, on a serious note, uh, good to see Corey get, get back to one of ways and a few of the young lads obviously got on and, and played well by all accounts. Um, I've seen the highlights back and Lewis Tosh obviously done well for, for Curtis's first goal and then Kurt McLaughlin took his goal well as well. Uh, somebody actually tweeted today that I remember Brad Lyons and Jimmy McGonagall making their debuts down at uh, Warren Point as well. So if them two end up anywhere near or have the impact anywhere near them two guys had, well, then that, that can only bode well. Yeah, and uh, again, you're missing Saturday's game. But I was just thinking when you were talking there, you know, it might have been better if you had a missed the League Cup final, perhaps. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, it's one of them things. Um, you know, it's... It's football. Um, I just laughed. I seen it was four one and a half time. Couldn't you couldn't not laugh. So, um, yeah. Hopefully the next time we get back, it'll be the first game after the split that uh, we get back to one away. Yeah. Um, oh, see us one. See us one. Yeah, yeah, Stevie. I mean, obviously you you're keeping an eye on the games uh, through your your position in the newsletter. Um, wait, what was your reaction to the scoreline from Warren Point on Tuesday? Because given that Korean had 
went down to Porto Down on or sorry on Saturday. I mean, a lot of people may have thought they would have struggled down at Milltown. Yeah, I think too. Uh, when you look maybe at the side that Orm was sort of forced to forced to choose on last night. Um, you know, obviously a lot of young players, uh, only two senior players on the bench. You maybe thought it's gonna be a tough, tough game because particularly when you've seen Warren points display against the, the crews out the weekend, I think they, they made it very difficult for them. So and it's always been a tricky ground for us in the past few years, but uh, I clocked on the Twitter and it was saw it was one all and then I logged back in there about 20 minutes later and it was four one. I thought easy peasy that's football malarkey, isn't it? But no, I was delighted for the young lads, particularly Lewis and, and, and Kirk, you know, obviously getting a, getting their start and then Lewis setting up a, one of Curtis's goals and, and Kirk getting a, a goal himself. He took it very, very confidently and it was a very, very pleasing night all around. Yeah, I mean, Aaron, I'm not sure how many games that you get to watch. I mean, have you seen much of Corian recently? And I mean, what did you think of the, the result last night? Truthfully, Damien, I have made it to three games this season, and it was uh, Crusaders, nil-nil Crusaders, nil-nil Glenavon at home, and then I was there the day of the Winfield match. <clears throat> so I was beginning to think that I was some sort of scud, um, but based just based on last night's results, you know, we all know Warren Pointer at the bottom end of the table fighting for their lives, and it could have been the perfect game to go out and slip up again, but it's good to sort of stop the rot, so to speak, and get back to winning way. So, you know, as Johnny touched on earlier, to have the likes of a few young players getting their chance there, you know, it's up to them to prove their worth now. I know they've been in and around it um, for quite a while and training with the first team, maybe playing friendlies and stuff like that. So, you know, there's no time like the present. There could be maybe a bit of a changing of the guard there and hopefully it bodes well for the future. Yeah, you know, you mentioned about the young the young faces that played last night, but let's not forget either that of the other side of the age spectrum, Curtis Allen, <laughs> reminding everybody that he still has his, the talent as a goal scorer. I mean, I, I don't know, he's in his, what, mid-30s, early 30s, mid-30s now, had his injuries problems this year, etc. But he did, with these two goals last night and, and the manner of the goals, he certainly served warning or notice to warn that he's not going away anywhere is he yeah absolutely you know curtis is um a born finisher and he's proved it time and time again both corian ventoran he was over in scotland as well and for me you know i'm not the manager of the club but i thought maybe going back to the league cup final he should have been on the pitch you know sooner um but that's only my opinion um i think Curtis has, you know, there was a podcast I listened to where he spoke about, um, you know, getting back from injury and the hard work he puts in off the pitch. So he's a model pro for any young fella coming through. And if if they can feed off his experience and knowledge, I'm, I'm sure they'll go on to blossoming careers. Uh, exactly. And one of the people that you're talking about probably is... Kirk McLaughlin, I mean, Johnny, your social media, you're all, you're around everything around the club. I mean, what do you know about Kirk McLaughlin or what can you tell us about him? He's maybe a name that's not familiar to supporters. Yeah, um, Marty Smith, obviously, the twenties manager, speaks highly of him um, as well. And I think he scored 32 or 33 goals in the 20s and 18s this year. So he obviously knows what, what the back of the net is. And, and it's probably a perfect time now to give him an opportunity and see what he can do. Um, he's came on um, a couple of times this year, but obviously he was given his first start uh, last night and obviously he scored. And 
about and by all kinds of held the ball up well in the front of Wilson. And he's there's no better player they, they learn from probably than Curtis. And what I liked about his goal was Curtis flicks a ball on him and Kurt reads it well and knows where where they be, where they be. And and if you're learning, and if you're doing that at age of eighteen or nineteen, it only moves well. It was a great finish um, as well. So yeah, look, I'm sure Oren's excited. Um, scoring thirty goals at any level um, can only be a good thing. And and here's hoping he can he can develop further with Korean. Yeah, and I mean Stephen. When you look at the like of Kirk there, Johnny mentioned 30-odd goals, under-20 level or whatever it is, uh, young Lewis Tosh there. You also look at Patrick Kelly. I mean, I think, am I right in thinking, Stephen, that Patrick's away in Northern Ireland duty as well, which just shows you the the good young talent that's coming through at the showgrounds. Yeah, it's fantastic. I think over the last few seasons, there's been a lot of work put into developing the, the young players coming through, I think it's it's crucial for a club like Corian to have that young talent coming through, whether they go on to break into the first team or they go across the water. It's integral to the, the club's future plans. Um, it's funny when you just mentioned there about Kurt coming in towards the end of the season. It made me a few years ago of a certain Jamie McGonigal doing the same thing. And I think he bagged maybe a couple of goals in the last few games of the season. So uh, if Kurt goes on to that sort of levels, that'll be fantastic for the club. But yeah, as I say, Orange not been shy and, and giving young players a chance uh, throughout his tenure at the showgrounds. And uh, I think uh, the guys, if you're if you're good enough, you're you're old enough, and that certainly proved the case last night. Yeah, and it's the perfect opportunity, Stephen, as well, because I mean, we spoke to Oren at Shamrock Park Park on Saturday after the game, uh, and he made no secret of the fact that the end of season playoffs are his ultimate aim. So there kind of is like a bit of a period of games now which with the greatest of respect probably don't mean an awful lot in the, in the bigger picture. And those are the kind of games, Stephen, where there's no pressure as such on the younger players and that they can be given their head. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to have too much impact on, on where Corey and Finnish and the actual league standings come the end of the season. Obviously, you don't want to be going to do that last crucial playoffs, not having won a game or played well. But I think Orange going to be very sure about it. I think he knows certain players maybe need a rest, certain players have knocks and niggles. Yeah, through the young guys in. and who knows they might prove crucial in, in those playoff games. A bit of confidence, nothing to fear, and and uh, it could bode well. Like you know, it's it's all about getting over the line in those two playoff games. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and I mean, Aaron, I think Stephen makes a good point. The you know when you're young, you don't really tend to have any fear. You just think it's just the most natural thing in the world. And for somebody like Kirk McLaughlin, without wanting to overplay it, but somebody like him who obviously knows where the net is. That applies at whatever level of football that you play, doesn't it? Yeah, certainly. And I think this season it's been, we started off like a house on fire in terms of goals and things sort of dried up a wee bit. So, you know, there's definitely room for improvement. And I'm sure if he if he does start to find his feet in the first team and start scoring goals, Orin will have uh, no doubt, you know, in, in putting any faith in him. And it's this, you know, the other side of the coin is he's a local lad um Lewis Tosh another local lad you know they have a what sense of loyalty to the club you know and I think that makes you a little bit more hungrier the fact that you've grown up maybe supporting the club as a boy you look at Lyndon you know he's went on to, in my opinion he's been the, the best right back in this league and um, this season from what I've seen so um you know the, the shirts are definitely going to be up for grabs there's a few older lads in the squad there and if you come in and make your mark, I'm sure, you know, you're going to be standing around it. 
Is it is it Arn almost a case of like we're getting a bit of a glimpse into the future within the first team or within the, the squad? Given Lewis coming in, um, Kirk also another couple that were on the bench that come on as subs last night. It's almost we're getting a little sort of insight into what the future may be because, as you rightly say, there are maybe some players in the current squad that won't be here after the summer. Yeah, that's it. The age profile of the squad has been growing. And, you know, we know well before I sort of stepped back from what I was doing, you know, Orrin was aware of that as well. And yes, he maybe didn't come out publicly and say it uh, as much as we we would have heard it. But um, there's no it's no secret, you know. Um, and I suppose every squad has a lifespan. And I said this to Johnny after the League Cup final. I thought, you know, we can't, we can sit back and criticise and, you know, but you have to remember the bones of that squad have been on the batter since 2017, fighting at the top of the league, you know. So what do you, what do, you do? You have, they're only human at the end of the day. You can't can't keep trundling them on forever. So hopefully they, hopefully things improve this summer and we can get back to where we should be. Yeah, it'll be a difficult uh, job, no doubt. But I mean, also, Johnny, Important to note last night as well, Andrew Mitchell scored his first goal for the club as well. And as a striker, it's so important just to get that first goal and get the monkey off your back. And you'd be delighted to see him off off, off and running. Yeah, he was probably counting the many games it was before scoring. And I think somebody was saying that there was, a, uh, there was an argument between Skinner and Mitch to see who was going to hit the penalty. So I think, I think you can actually see that in the highlights because I watched it and I thought, the two of them ran over towards to get the ball, and obviously then Mitchell got won the argument. So I mean, did somebody tell you about that? I, I, I actually just read about it uh, on social media, and I'm sure Mitchell probably didn't understand what Skinner was saying then. Um, so maybe that maybe that voted well. Um, but yeah, whenever he scored a penalty, you can see um, the fist pump and everything he gave. And look, he's a striker; he's scored goals all his career, so that will only stand him, well, hopefully kick him on now and, and give him a bit of confidence as well because you didn't want it going in the season or, you know, another three or four games if we find the back of the net. And, but look, if, if a penalty at Milltown, they may get 5-1 or 5-2, um, you know, spurs him on the, the rest of the season, they maybe score a big goal in the European playoff, we'll ensure it's been, it's been worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, it's been a tough, it's been tough for him, Stephen, hasn't it? I mean, we had, we had Andrew on the, the podcast after, shortly after he joined, but, in terms of joining the club, Stephen, it has almost been like a very stop start start to his Korean career, hasn't it? And that probably hasn't helped him. Yeah, I think it's always difficult when you come in in January and I know he's maybe had a wee niggle or an, uh, an illness and stuff like that there and they've not been able to feature in the League Cup. It was obviously a bit of a, bit of a blow. So he, as you say, D, it's been a bit stop start and I think it's just carried on from the sort of time at Glen Torn where it was stop start there too. And like all strikers, I think they need to find their confidence, you know, they need that to be in that rich vein of form and when they go out on the pitch, they feel that everything they hit is going to hit the back of the net. So hopefully this now will give him the shot in the arm that he needs for the remainder of games of the season because again, as we were talking earlier, we need these guys hitting top form coming for these last couple of games, so we do. I suppose the only thing in terms of the playoffs, Stephen, <laughs> how hard is it almost to, like, it's not switching on and off as such, but it it seems almost a bit like that, that you're playing these games, but you're trying to focus on the games down the line. I mean, I can only imagine as a player, as a manager, that's a difficult balancing act. 
Yeah, obviously that's that's you know in the on the horizon, and you know that's what you're aiming for. It's a bit like when you're in the Irish Cup final, but you've still got league games to play. Like you, you know, you don't. You know, it's a double-edged sword. You you've obviously the games to play first, but that's a big picture. Um, you, know, you could be. You have to just have to approach it as it could be two or three cup finals, you know. Um, and we know that recent past there, cup finals can be either bittersweet, you know, or, or full of glory. So I, th- I think that should stand the guys in good stead. It's about just getting over the line, no matter how you do it, it's just getting over the line and getting the results. And we've spoken before about the Korean side, the, the squad that we have. There's plenty of experience there and there's the experience of getting through big games. Aaron mentioned that they've been on the bar since 2017 and they've had a whole list of big games in that time and you're... What you're hoping for as a supporter is that they have another couple of big performances in them that get them over the line and get that European uh, football. Yeah, and obviously, if if you were to come out this season with European football, then that's that's a ring tick. You know, like ultimately, we all want to on Silver Bear, but if you can come out with European football, it's not a bad alternative. Um, and as you say, there are made the valid point. These guys have been working their socks off since 2017. They know how to get over the line and have some massive results along that that way. So. I just hope there's a few more left in the bag. I certainly, as everybody's hoping for, and, and the introduction of new players doesn't do any harm in terms of just competition for places, et cetera, et cetera. But also on Tuesday evening, um, there was another one game in the in the league played the Danske Bank Premiership. Um, and Aaron Cliftonville, just, they just keep on going. They, they beat Dungannon 1-0 at Stangmore Park. And Aaron... <laughs> They don't seem to be stopping anytime soon, do they? Definitely not. And, you know, I see the Jimmy McDonough sent off, which could have repercussions for them and as they head into the run-in now. But, you know, at the end of the day, they obviously won ugly. From what I've seen on social media, it probably wasn't the greatest of games. Um, but to dig in and win 1-0, you know, you take it all day long. And they're sort of in that... They remind me a bit on the way Korean were maybe last season, season before, just a hunger and a desire, and they're just all together, just running out there. It doesn't matter who they play. They're going to give them a game and go and beat them. You know, the, the, the numbers and their support are massive. Um, thing, again, you know, there's a few bandwagon supporters jumping on board, which you get at any club, but that's what, that's what you want to see, a bit of excitement. And, and again, um. They're a part-time club like Korean, so I hope they do it, uh, to be honest. I, I would like to see them go and do it. Um, I think, you know, as much as they broke our hearts in, in the League Cup final, um, what can you say? I don't think many, I think a few would have written us off even before it. So um, they're just in that vein of form where they're winning and just ticking them off and they'll be hard to stop, I think. They will. Johnny, we had Jared Lawler on the podcast just last week and his guise as the chief executive of uh, Niffle, but he also spoke a lot about Cliftonville. And I think you and I were in agreement that Cliftonville were arguably the better, the best side that we've seen this year. And echoing what Aaron said, we both would like to see them as a part-time club win the league. If it can't be Corey in, maybe then a fellow part-time club yeah, of course, um, and they're, they're going rightly as well. And when you look at the playoff, we we want them to win the Irish Cup as well. Um, just so just just on that, Johnny. I mean, you're you're pretty savvy about these things. Any idea at this stage 
potentially how them playoffs might shake down in terms of Korean? What needs to happen or who do we play? Um, it, it all depends when it's the Irish Cup because then it might, because I don't know how it worked out, but there could be a possibility that the seventh place team, um, or the, you know, you, you might need five teams in it. I, I don't know how this works out, but you, could, you might need an extra match as well, um, which would confuse the whole thing. And then it's hard to know the dates because then, you know, TV might take it to a Saturday night or to the Friday night or to the Sunday or the Monday. It's just really, really hard to know. Um, and years gone by, it's been what, third against seventh and fourth against fifth. Um, oh, sorry. And then you've sixth as well. So, you know, fourth, fourth against seventh, fifth against sixth, maybe, um, if the top three all qualify for Europe then. So, we'd be away to fifth place, which is probably you're looking at Lar. And then you play the winners of probably Crusaders at home day, Glenavon or Balmina. Um, for the, um, and then you'd be away to Crusaders or, or home to Glenavon. That's how it would, you know, sort of work right. But then again, you know, Balmina could win the Irish Cup and then Glentorn or Cliffinville could be in the playoff as well. So I don't know how all that would, would work around. So um, no, no definitive date, I suppose. Um, you're probably chatting. The Irish Cup finals is seven, so it's all going to be Obviously, after that, there. So maybe, maybe the fourteenth of May could be could be the final. <laughs> there's nothing else happening on that date, sure. There's not. I, I'm for Wembley in the fourteenth of May for the FA Cup final. Liverpool are going to be in it. I thought you'd be for the Northwest Two Hundred. Well, that's a touchy subject. I'd, I'd rather not go there. Why? You're not able to go, no. <laughs> well, somebody, some silly. I'm not. I'm not swearing on the on the podcast, but. There's a certain individual here had no consideration for others. Northwest hasn't been on two years, and he goes and gets married in the same day. You can't teach that, you know what I mean? I think he, you know, if I didn't know him any better, I would say he did that on purpose. I I agree with you. I, I know he done it on purpose. I'll be having the word with Laura to see if we can get it moved. <laughs> sure, it's only it's only the bikes anyway. But um, I mean, Johnny, do you want to defend yourself there and on your choice of wedding date? No, uh, I've got nothing further to add. My solicitor will be in touch with Arne's uh, solicitor soon. Very good. Laura, Laura will be after him. Um, back back to the, the league and, and the football. Uh, Stephen, Corian back in action this weekend. Um, home to Glenavon. That's one of those games that comes onto that National Lottery weekend. Um, I mean, from a Korean point of view, Stephen, I guess they're just looking to build on what they did on Tuesday night and just to try to gather up a little bit of a head of steam, isn't it? And some momentum. Yeah, I think the pressure's off, Corey. And as such, obviously going to happen. And well, I mean, they're slugging it out for seventh place. So they'll be all guns blazing, trying to trying to get the three points. And the, the pressure's really on them. So I think that'll suit Corey in a way. But over the last few seasons, going to happen has been a bit of a bogey team for Corey. And, yeah, you know, we just always seem to uh, say a draw or we end up uh, getting beat. Uh, there's been a few sickeners down at Mournview of the last couple of seasons and it's been much the same up at the showgrounds. So it gives a wee bit of motivation to go out there and put the record straight. And obviously with the National Lottery weekend, hopefully have a big crowd there. Hopefully a lot of people that maybe haven't been to showgrounds in the last wee while come along, you know, and take advantage of the, of the, of the initiative that the National Lottery are running. Yeah, and not only that, it's uh, the deb- the debut game for Benny the Bandsider as well. That's it. Poor Benny was getting a lot of stick there the other week. Uh, he, uh, he was getting blamed. One end of the door, and he was getting blamed for the results. Hey, I thought that was a bit harsh, like you know. <laughs> uh, Benny, Benny the Bandsider. Um, Johnny, tell us a little bit about Benny the Bandsider here. 
Uh, yeah, obviously it's sponsored by JW Service Centre. Um, so he is, and I made his debut um, at the League Cup final. So he'll get his league, his home debut now is on Saturday at Home Glenavon. I was down, obviously, one of the first nights he was being um, presented, if you know what I mean, and the kids, you know, loved him. And I think it's more of a novelty thing as well. And look, if it gets sponsorship in, attracts families, you know, it brings, you know, people together, it gives people a smile. You know what people are going through, we'll ensure that uh, the mascot's done, done his job. And to be fair, Clement's done a fantastic job um, with that. And, and Laura, I know, and, and Simon, and Neil, and everybody else behind the scenes, we are working hard uh, arranging schools and everyone else. And, there's a big day out on Saturday. Um, well, our big day out will be in Prague, but the big day out for, for people in, in Korean is um, at the showgrounds and starts at one o'clock and free for families. I think it's first 300 family tickets or something like that there. So uh, hopefully they, they have a great day and, and the weather stays good for them. Yeah, I mean, Aaron, I guess, I know Stephen mentioned the Benny got a little bit of Chris or a bit of blame for losing the game or whatever the crack was. But I guess it's indicative too of all the efforts that the people are making off the pitch at Korean just to try to improve the offering at the match days, the facilities. And people like Clement, you know, the work that they put in shouldn't be underestimated. Absolutely not. And, you know, people thinking you know, that we mentioned and people getting paid for this sort of thing and all that. Absolutely ludicrous. We all know as volunteers of this club, there's, there's never too many. Um, pounds into your pocket over it, but um, at the end of the day, emotions were wrong. I, few people, you know, it was an easy way out. But um, I personally, you know, I haven't been around much, but I, I can, I, I think it's a smart move. Um, in terms of attracting the new generation of supporters, you know, um, you're going around primary schools and kids are looking at Benny and telling their parents, "I want to go and see Benny on Saturday." And you never know, you might attract a, a few. Um, a few younger supporters that us, you know, every we've all sort of grew up supporting the club, and loads of our supporters are. There's a core, a core, Korean support that have been there through the good and the bad times. So, um, it'd be nice to see a few more coming through and um, prolonging that huge support that we've had over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's like pretty much a no-brainer, isn't it? You know, somebody wants to to do it, somebody wants to sponsor it. Why not go around the schools and just it just adds to it. And as you say, if it attracts another percentage of new supporters, then it, it's it serves its purpose, hasn't it? Well, put it this way: I remember when I was at primary school, um, Bryce Moon, Bryce Moon came into my school with can't remember what other players were with him, but he came in and coached us when I was at primary school. And I remember going to the showgrounds on a Saturday, and Bryce Moon was playing the wing too. Yes, Benny's not going to be coaching too much football, but in the same stretch, you know, I'm now 27 years of age and I can remember that. So maybe the, the, the people that are, you know, coming into contact with Benny, they might rub off on them. They might come to the showgrounds, you know, so that's the way you have to look at it, I suppose. Exactly. Every cloud, Damien. Pardon? Every cloud. Uh, every cloud is right. And I mean, so you have a fun day with Benny and there's also um like a corporate breakfast beforehand as well. And, I mean, Stephen, it all goes hand in hand. I know your dad is he's a big volunteer at the club as well. And, you know, the efforts that people put in really do help Orn and the players going forward, don't they? You know, we're at a, 
a time when we're talking about the squad changing perhaps, but you need volunteers and, and people providing impetus and finances just to, to help change the squad if need be. Yeah, definitely. And the thing about Irish League clubs is that they, they wouldn't survive without the volunteers. You know, every club has its unsung heroes and people that do staggering work behind the scenes. And I think it's key that Corian has really involved in the last few years because so much focus in the past was on the first team and everything else was sort of, I wouldn't say it was forgotten about, but it was in the background. But in the last maybe decade, things have really took a push from the academy, from just the, the social media side of things to the events. And now the whole club is gathering pace and that you can really see from even this season alone, the development's gone around the, on around the showgrounds. And when people like Clement come on board and the amount of money that he's brought in through the door and sponsorship, those things are integral to, to Korean Football Club. You know, if we didn't have that, we would have been a far worse state. And those people deserve a lot of credit, you know, and it's fantastic to see because they're all local people and they're doing it because they want to help their, their hometown club. And I think we have to do it as well because when you look at the likes of, say, for example, Larn, Glen Torren, Linfield, full-time operations, maybe getting financial help from uh, sponsors or investors, whatever way you want to put it, I think that ups the ante for every club, doesn't it? Including Korean, and as you rightly say, they've responded positively to that. Yeah, that's it. And like we have a lot of uh, very kind sponsors at the club and, and contributors, but there's nobody there with millions or billions that's willing to bankroll everything. So you have to, you know, use your local community and, and fair play to everybody that helps out in the club, where it's financially or, or through their time. And without that, the Korean Football Club just wouldn't be there. And we all know that it wasn't it was only a few years ago that we were all staring into the bus and thinking, was this the end of it? And you don't want to go back to those days. And it's about balancing like between success on the pitch but financial stability and I think that's one thing that we've achieved over the last few years like we've built a really good team but not been mad and silly about the, the wages and the transfer fees we've been, we've been spending and it has to be that way we can't go out and spend a hundred thousand on a player or offer him x amount of thousands a week we have to stay within our budgets and fair play to Orrin he has been able to do that and build a squad and obviously his challenge is now to try and you know recruit and no better man for it because as we all talk to the players he sells the club to them and, and they all want to come here. I mean, Johnny, could you even envisage Corian having an investor along the likes of a Glen Torn or a Larn? Could you even imagine what that might what might do for the club? That would be fantastic, obviously. And, and it's weird because we, we spoke that day about obviously the investment coming to Crusaders and you look at how well they've done in the last 10 or 15 years and everything else, but you know it's obviously in the hub of North Belfast as well. But then you look at Corian and how big our reaches, you know, we look Korean, Porush, Port Stewart, Bush Mills, Ballycastle, Ballamay, you know, it goes on and on and on. And, you know, whether or not somebody, you know, has more money than sense and wants to come in and, and give money to Korean and the whole community hub and everyone else, and it'd be fantastic and it would really, really help Korean um, compete and, and push on both on and, on and off the pitch. And I think you have to give Korean a, a lot of credit in terms of how well they have been doing um, to compete with those teams as well. And, but the sad reality is it's probably only going to get harder. Um, it's going to get harder, you know, trying to get in the better players or, you know, more players might want to go full-time and, and everyone else. But, you know, an investor would be fantastic not only to attract players on the pitch, but they improve everyone as well off it. Mm, I think that's that's a good point um, that Johnny makes, Aaron. I mean, given the 
the, the disparity between the full-time and the part-time clubs. Would would you fear, Arne, any time that some of Corian's better players would be tempted away? Is that a possibility or do you think do you think not? I think, Damien, um, a lot of it comes down to the individual themselves. There's a lot to factor in there. You know, guys who maybe have a career behind them as well. You know, for example, Andrew Mitchell, school teacher. You know, a few other guys um, in our squad are, have jobs and, and things like that. And football is never forever. You know, the player, you're only one injury away from everything going up in smoke at the end of the day. So there's a lot to weigh up whenever you're factoring going full time. Yes, it's a huge appeal. You look at Ben Doherty, left us last summer. Um, it's probably one of, probably was the main man for the club. You know, you go back to, the first leg in Europe last year against Phyllis Mostar, he was the standout performer for us. Um, but ultimately, he left the club to go full-time. You know, Ben had a, a career that may have developed for him as well as football, but he chose the full-time football route. So you can't blame him for that. But I'm sure there's other players would like would like to be in his shoes. But at the end of the day, as I said there, if I was not... Don't get me wrong, it's never good enough to be in that situation. But um, yes, I can see the appeal. But in the same stretch, you know, go full time. You're you may be playing to your early thirties. It's not going to. I really think football. It's not. If you do it for 10, 15 years full time, get a good wage, and if you can develop a secondary career while you're doing it, then it's probably a good life, isn't it? I mean. As you say, none of us is good enough to ever find that out, unfortunately. But, um, I mean, Stephen, I mean, in terms of the overall, overall league, we've, we've touched on, we've touched on Cliftonville a bit and Corian Glenavon. I mean, you are well uh, tuned in in terms of the newsletter. Overall, Stephen, where do you think the league title will, will end up this year? I think, as we always say, it's very, very hard to rule out Lumford. You know, you hear this thing every every year. It's not a good Lumford side, but they end up winning the league. And obviously that's doing them a disservice because they must be doing something right. Uh, I think even this season, like, Healy's come in for a lot of criticism in terms of signings and who he didn't sign and who he has brought in. But they're sitting top of the league. Like, Clifford will push them. I think they'll push them all the way. It reminds me of Corey and Crusaders that in 2018, they got snake and neck and... But when you have that know-how and know-how to get over the line, that, that counts for a lot. Clumville are a fantastic side, but it's it's how they approach these remaining five games and how that uh, sort of pressure gets them. If they get a positive result against Lumford and go top of the league, that's a different challenge altogether. Because I heard Paddy talking last night about, you know, the pressure's on the team that's, that's been chased down. So if they want in front, how do they react to that? But I just think the Blues will just aids them out. It'll be narrow, but I just think they have the know-how and, and the, the wherewithal to go get over the line, so they... And Corian obviously, will have a part to play in that top six. Do you have an idea at this stage who Corian may play or, or where the, the games might be, Stephen? Uh, I saw it the other day, but I can't remember offhand, but I think, uh, we're, I think we're the Blues last game of the season, or uh, it's the Blues last game of the season, so uh, sixth against first. Away the, the, to the Blues. Uh, would be, wouldn't it? We've played them twice at home, so yeah. So that yeah. that'll be that could be an interesting one. So 
it would be good if you want there. Obviously, we're not involved in it, but if there was something to play for on the day, so that's not just a, a title presentation, like you know, because <laughs> we've been there that last day of the season at Galavan and the nerves, like everything's stretched. And you know, if Corian can play a part in that way, you know, and go there with no pressure on them and just take on attack the game, sort of thing, so that definitely will be interesting. That'll be an interesting game, Johnny. I mean, you probably know Corian away to Linfield in the last game, and as Stephen hints, you know, that could be a, a vital game in, in the destination of the Gibson Cup. Of course it will, yeah. I think um, the fixtures haven't been released yet, but if you if you, if you use the same template, it's, I think it's like Lauren away and then we three at home. I don't really know the order, and then obviously away to Linfield, so yeah, um, I obviously remember Glavin well, and even when Linfield came down to the showgrounds last season, um, needing a point to win the league, it was a bit easy as well, so I think it's the first time the fans were allowed back in the ground view. It was a really, really good atmosphere. So, um, yeah, look, if the league goes down near the end of the, end of the season, we'll definitely have a say in it. We have to play, obviously, the, the three title chasers as well. And look, I think for Oren, it's, it's about getting boys maybe a bit more football and, and resting a few. Stephen Lowry must have, they must play every minute of every game. I'm sure he's looking forward to maybe the, the rest too and maybe clear a few suspensions as well. And hopefully nobody gets injured. We, we've, Aaron, I'm just thinking we, we've talked there a lot about Linfield and Cliftonville uh, and one team that we didn't mention until Johnny mentioned the three teams is Glen Torren and they've seemed to have just slipped ever so slightly off the radar. Um, I think, is it five? Are the four or five points behind Linfield? Johnny will probably tell me. Is it five? Four or five, yeah. Four. I mean, Aaron, are you surprised that that, that and, and how Glen Torn have just seemed to have slipped behind the other two? Um, I'm a surprised. Given the infrastructure and squad they have, probably, Amy, you know, I would have said earlier, start of the year, for me, Cliftonville were always going to be a dark horse in this. You know, you look what the way they signed last January brought in players and it's now paying off. They had half a season to settle in. Paddy's built a fantastic squad there. Um, but for the Glens, again, it's been talked about in this podcast where, yes, it's great having loads of players, but it's also difficult to keep them all happy. And we can't comment. We don't know what the Glenthorne dressing room is like, but, you know, they should be up there. They should be well in it and they should be... They're only four points behind. It's not a mountain to climb, but at the end of the day, you know, they're going to have to start producing a good sooner rather than later. But it's still, it's four points and you're talking about three teams. It's not just you're chasing down one team, you're chasing down two teams. And four points, it just feels like there's a bit of a gap just starting to develop there, Arn. Well, uh, yeah, that's it. But at the end of the day... We all know that the teams in and around the top six are well capable of taking points off each other on any given day. You know, all it takes is say for the top two to draw and Glentorn pull the ball over their eyes and they, they return the, the, their fixtures against them and there you go, the Glentor right back in it. But who knows, Damien? If you had a crystal ball now, it'd be nice. We could go and uh, stick a few bob on them in the bookies and pay for pride, wouldn't it? Yeah, it certainly would. Um, I just think, Stephen, given all the players that they have and the money that they've spent, etc., that if Glen Torn don't go and win the league this year, I think that'll be considered a failure. Would 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 that be fair to say, Stephen? I think from the outside looking in, you would definitely say so, given, as you say, the investment they've made. 
they, they could finish the season trophyless, you know, which is not where Glen Torn Football Club want to be, and certainly not since this uh, new ownership has come in. The Irish Cup, although the appeal is still going on, it's a real been a real sickener for them. And whether is that that has had any impact on their league form, I'm not sure. But I would say they'll keep fighting. The problem is now you're playing in the teams around you. So you're not going to really gain much ground. If you play your rivals, you maybe get a draw and then you haven't made up any ground. So it's going to be tough for them. I think they're five points off Linfield and four points off Cliftonville. So it's a big ask they make up in five games. But they'll keep going. I'm sure the, the, the last big two derby of the season will be a, a tasty affair, I'm sure. Uh, but as you say, they would rather be fighting that out they won the league rather than just trying to cl- close ground on the league leaders. Yeah, I think it was very telling as well. Rodney McGarry, once formerly of this parish, of course, uh, he came out in the press after the last game that they played and was a little bit critical, I think, of some of the players or, or it seemed to be that he was critical of maybe their attitudes or something. Stephen, you maybe know a little bit more about it than I. Yeah, I think he was trying to say that, you know, maybe rely heavily on the likes of uh, Conor McMenamin and, you know, Jay Donnelly. And uh, you can't expect those two guys to do everything. I think some of the, the big names maybe haven't produced in the last few weeks. Uh, even Jay has maybe not scored as frequently as he, he was in the, the earlier parts of the season. And that's now is not the time that you want to be having that. You know, you want everybody sort of been clicking on the gear, but uh, still a quality side. Like, you know, you can't, you can't disregard them. And, and obviously... They've lost the likes of Luke McCulloch, a serious injury as well. But when even in January there, when they brought in those three players, you were sort of thinking, you know, they're really pushing here for, for probably a league and cup. But it just hasn't really materialised in the way they'd want. So uh, probably if they finish the season as it is now, they'll be licking their runs over the summer, which is quite frightening too, because you think, what are they going to do next? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think Johnny, I think, they have a big enough squad they don't need to be going and running around looking for more players yeah I, I'd end up being scared of them if they go and say anything <laughs> anymore um, yeah look I, I picked them to win the league at the start of the season and I'm shocked that they're, you did they're, they're you know four and three points behind Linfield and they just chuck in a, an odd result here and there obviously they drew, drew at Balmina and, and beat, they were beat at home by Larn and you just can't afford probably to, to slip up at this time of the season because obviously the other teams will, will sense that and, and, and go for the kill. And, and Cliftonville and, and, and them are just grinding out results. And Cliftonville's result the other night, I think they, they usually find a gun in a tight enough place to go. And they got the goal through Gormley and seen the game out, obviously with 10 men as well. So, um, yeah, they're going to be hard to stop. I think they're away. They poured it down now on Saturday. Or the that game's actually off. Um, so I don't know how that'll uh, work out with the. Of the split game and when that'll be played, but um, you'd like to think that they'll, they'll win that one as well. So, yeah, it's exciting for for those three guys, um, and we'll see who who, who lands the, the bigger punch. Hello, as we know from our own experiences, Johnny going to Shamrock Park and taking on Portia Down, it's not an easy task on that pitch. No, um, but to be fair, I thought the first half uh, last Saturday, I thought Corey probably shaded it without being spectacular. And then your fellow Connolly had a shot for quarter down after about an hour, and then they absolutely won for the kill and, and, and got the three points and scored two good goals. And I thought they deserved it, to be honest. They probably had more to fight for than Corey Ian and you know they, they battled well and everyone else. And, and yeah, fair fair play to them. Obviously, they're 12 points clear now of one point with what six games they go. So it's in their own hands. They probably only, you know, four points would probably be enough. Um, and they'll definitely stay up. And they've 
they've got their eyes now on Carrick, only a point behind Carrick, which is mad to believe whenever you consider how well Carrick started the season. So that's another interesting battle to see if Portdown can, can reel in Carrick. Yeah, I think at, at this stage of the season, it's about who wants it the most. But um, I think, can we can we say that Warren Point are gone then, Johnny? <laughs> yeah, but they always seem to do a Houdini act and somehow stay up every single year by, by all accounts. But I think 12 points. Uh, yeah, and, and I know they're in the split now, but Sherry Blumfield and Saturday as well at home, which is a nice, another nice easy one for them. So, yeah, I would say I would say they're 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 down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Arn, we'll we'll miss our trips to Warren Point, won't we? <laughs> like a hole in the head, Damien. Yeah, that's not right to say that, to be honest. But you know, hats off, incredible for last night that we had supporters down there considering, you know, this. Where we're at, you know, not where we're at, but you know, we have very little to play for. It's been very hard for supporters to just give it a miss, like some of us did last night, you know. But um, the diehards were there, and that that's what keeps the club trundling along. And fair play to them. But no, certainly we won't miss Warren Point away. Yeah, and I mean, just on that, the fans. I mean, it was noticeable that um, Orn in his post-match comments to Korean TV. Actually said that as well. Um, he just like he said he'd like to thank everyone for who attended, and he called it an amazing crowd for a Tuesday night, and said showed the commitment of the supporters. And interesting, he says you know that he had mentioned it pre-game that it was important that when people travel that distance, it's important that they give them something to go home with. And it's nice to hear the manager and the players recognising the efforts of fans because, I mean, it's a good two-hour journey to Warren Point on a Tuesday night. That's a, that's a tough ask, isn't it? Big time. Um, you know, but it's something that Warren and the squad have made, you know, a massive effort with. They've never, they've always come out and praised the fans for their support through thick and thin. Last night, you know, was the perfect medicine for the last few weeks and thankfully they got the win because a few of the boys, you know, <laughs> if you went down there and suffered defeat, Things really could have started turning sour, so at least it shows that we're still wanting, we're still up for the fight, and we haven't gone away, you know. <laughs> very good, Art, very good. <laughs> I, I mean, um, I suppose wrapping it up. Looking, we mentioned the Glenavon game. We mentioned the supporters being an important part, and that midweek win, Stephen, will just help keep the supporters coming back. I mean, as Arn said, if you had a loss on Tuesday night. Obviously, the crowd would have probably taken a hit for this weekend. But given that the one five one, couple of young local new players in the team, I would expect a reasonably healthy attendance at the showgrounds come Saturday. Yeah, I think it takes all the boxes, D. You know, like because obviously everybody's a bit of a downer after the Portadown result last week, and I don't think too many were looking forward to going to Warren Point Tuesday night. So coming away, scoring five goals, and as you say, giving the young young lads their debuts and all building up to Saturday, the weather's good. I love this time of the season because it's, you know, it's usually sunny and there's a lot to play for and, like, what a better place to spend your Saturday afternoon standing out in the terraces at the showgrounds and, you know, maybe getting a few drinks for your mates. Like, obviously, we'll be in Prague doing or, that. Or but, Prague. <laughs> you know, so, uh, no, it's, I, I think there will be a good crowd and, uh, you know, people really enjoy coming and seeing the young players because there's something special about seeing young local players coming on and, and representing the club. Uh, and I think that'll whet everybody's appetite for, for Saturday's game. 
It does. I mean, I, I seen a, a social media post earlier today from from Dalriad at school. Basically, one of their younger players has been called up to one of the sort of Northern Ireland squads, and then they also congratulated Kirk, who's an old boy off the school as well. And it just shows you what exactly what you say, Stephen. When somebody breaks into the team like that, it's it's shared by so many other people as well. You know his coaches, his school teachers, his schoolmates, like a Patrick Kelly, everybody shares in that, don't they? That's it. And, you know, obviously it's a special night for them on Tuesday night, they play at uh, Warren Point. But can you imagine what those young lads will feel if they're in the starting 11 come Saturday, walking out the showgrounds with all their family and mates there and, you know, and just the atmosphere, that'll be a very, very special occasion for them. And we've seen that with the likes of Brad, you know, Adam Mullen, uh, London in the last few years, what it meant to them. And, Hopefully this is the next generation that are going to get their opportunity and go on to bigger and better things. Yeah, I mean, Johnny, it's exciting, isn't it? And just finally on, on Kirk, he took his goal really well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. It was like a, it was like a you know, predator striker mm. seemed to keep her off his line and, 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 and dink them. So, yeah, nice finish for your first senior goal for, for poor Ian. And, and yeah, look, Stevie made a great point there. You know, them boys will open day to keep their shirts um, for Saturday, obviously at the showgrounds. Um, big game against Glenavon, obviously before the split. And, and yeah, here's hoping they can they can take their opportunity. You know, uh, it's always nice. It's always something nice to see a, a player of a lovely left foot. And, and Lewis Toys definitely has that. And you have seen the highlights of the goal, just the how you seen that run and everyone that was on a was on a sixpence for Curtis just to just in uh, nod it over over Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, do you think they'll keep their places for Saturday? It's hard to know, but at the same time, why not? You know, one one scored and the other one set up a goal, and I think they both got eighty nine minutes, so it's not as if they were an aggard or couldn't keep up with the pace of the game. So, look, in my opinion, one scored, one assisted, so they keep the shirts until somebody else better comes in and, and takes them. And I think we I think we may have a few injuries still with Blacks and, and Chevy and, and everyone else. So. Why not? This is the most perfect opportunity now to give these guys the game time, see see what they're like, see what they're about. And they've no fear as well, I think, what Warren was saying after the match as well. So why not? I think another couple of young lads as well came on. Um fellow Jack Idiot was it came on and another young lad was on and Alex Henderson, the keepers on the bench as well. So all all, all good and I'm sure I'm I'm sure a few of the youth coaches might might want them back for the twenties, the eighteens, but uh um, but no, that, that, that's what they're there for. They, they develop players into the first team. Yeah, that's their job, is to develop them and, and then let them go almost to the senior team. And just finally on that, Aaron, I guess if you were in the underage setup in, in Corian and you'd seen Patrick Kelly coming in, you'd seen Kirk, Lewis Tosh getting their starts last night, all of a sudden you're just thinking to yourself, like, that's achievable for me, isn't it? I mean, that that's a hell of an incentive, isn't it? Absolutely. We always hear the manager talking about shots in the arm and all the rest of it and that's definitely you know um something to look up to pk's been a breath of fresh air for the squad this year and he plays well beyond his years and i don't think he'll be here for too long but we we obviously make the most of it while we can and again for any of the players that maybe are friendly with him or played with him he's certainly one to look up to and goes to show if you put the hard work in on and off the pitch, you are rewarded at Korean. It is, it's mad. Like on PK, you know, he's just turned 17. And I always think it's mad. Like, you know, you maybe go and play in a big game for Korean and then your next thing you're back at school the next day or something, which is, yeah. uh, that's, that must be hard to get the head around, I think. Yeah, that's it. He uh, He's playing 90 minutes on a Tuesday night and getting up 
for a man's class at 9am. Like, that's commitment. <laughs> how, would you how would you concentrate in your school? I was never too good at maths anyway, Damien, so it doesn't really matter for me. <laughs> me neither, me neither. Well, here, guys, we've sort of went through most of the, the sort of the league there and, and, and Korean's performances and whatever. Um, all I can say, I suppose, is we're looking forward to the weekend, but it's not going to be a normal weekend in terms of what we're at and in terms of those that are, are listening, um, basically enjoy the game against Glenavon. Johnny... This is your second game in a week. You're missing. I think your commitment's going to be called into question. Yeah, look, it's, there better be. I'll probably come back to hashtag nab out or something. Um, my time's up, so it is. I'll be, I'll be getting a P forty five when I when I when I come back into into the door Monday night. Um, probably really really hungover, really really sad, and um, yeah, feeling really sorry for myself as well. And why being why being dressed. <laughs> He's going to get exposed this weekend, Damien. <laughs> well, I hope I'm not there to see that particular episode. So we all we all knew about his cross cross dresser tendencies. They're going to be they're going to be unveiled this weekend. You're, you're going to be definitely hearing from his solicitors. I feel <laughs> I'll I'll have to stop you there. But I mean, looking forward to it. and and Stephen, looking forward to getting away as well. I'm sure it's it's nice to get away. It's been a long season too. It's nice to get a break. Definitely, and uh, you know, Johnny's saying there about missing two games in a row. I suppose that's good practice for when he finally does get married because he, he probably won't get to too many games after that, you know. So, <laughs> this is just getting him breaking the money a wee bit, you know. I, I, think, I, I think you might be right. Although, you know, to be fair, you don't do too badly. Ah, I know, I know. No, I, uh, I guess fair play to him. He's there, rain, hail, or snow, no matter where he goes. He's, he's a, a loyal servant to Korean, as we were talking about earlier. But yeah, I think this weekend will be good. and. Uh, We'll get there and we'll have a bit, of, a bit of banter with the man himself and a few beers and and what happens in Prague stays in Prague, I think. I would, I would, I would, well, I have, to, I have to echo that, but I would, say by the, I would say by the time the party leaves Prague come Monday, there'll be a, a few around the city maybe know a little bit more about Korean FC than they did before this weekend. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, I just wonder, is Sky showing the game on Saturday from the showgrounds? Like, where can we tune in, like, you know? <laughs> Johnny, can you answer that for us? Uh, sorry, no. Um, no. I'll, I, I would be lucky probably to remember the match, never mind watch it. You don't get a special link, no? No, no they're, they're dodgy them ones, hey, and, you know, come, come, come share now, come share now. Very good, very good. Well, here, guys, great to have a good catch-up, um, talking all things Korean, and, of course, Johnny as well. Um like to say thank you to everybody for keeping listening. Um, it's much appreciated by ourselves that uh, do the podcast every week. Um, hopefully it brings something different to your uh, following of, of Korean Football Club and the Irish League. So just like to say thank you, Johnny, for your time. Thanks, yep. Stephen, from the newsletter as well. And Aaron, thank you for your input as ever. Um, we will see you on Friday morning. Friday morning, bright and breezy. Bright and early. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. So uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening and thank you all for taking part and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.